29, the battles. Mordechai rearranged the wording of the order to read that the slaughter and spoils must be accomplished on the same day, making it clear to the Jews that they would have no time for such an ungainly activity. Haman had also tried to dupe each local ruler into believing that only in his land was there such a decree, lest the, pros- lest the prospect of genocide dissuade them. But Mordechai made it clear in his letter that all of Jewry was at stake. The messengers, confused at suddenly being sent once again with letters, were quickly dispatched on horses before word got out in the capital, lest the anti-Semites there try to influence the king. Now that the machinery for Jewish salvation had been set up, Mordechai finally permitted himself the luxury of exhibiting God's miraculous elevation of Jewry by walking out into public in his royal attire. With a pair of blue and white, a great crown of gold, and a robe of fine linen and purple, he aroused respect and joy. All of Shushan rejoiced in the triumph of this saintly man, but for the Jews it was a particular cause for light and gladness, joy and honor. Wherever the new letters arrived, Jews rejoiced and feasted, and many of the non-Jews even converted out of, out of awe of the Jews. The Jews were safe until the 13th of Adar because of the second open letter. When that day arrived, the two sealed letters were open and the hopes of the anti-Semites to destroy Jewry were upset by heavenly intervention. In the large walled cities where the king's officers and armies provided official protection of their rights, the Jews gathered for battle but met no opposition. The citizenry feared the Jews because they knew only of the letters granting them official permission to destroy their enemies. The princes, satraps, and governors knew of Haman's letters and its permit to wage war against the Jews as well. But their fear of Mordechai, whose power and prestige continued to grow, caused them to do away with this letter and to side with the Jews. The notoriously outspoken anti-Semites were, were slain, while those with hatred in their hearts were merely subjected to humiliation. Nevertheless, 500 such rabid anti-Semites, besides the 10 mighty sons of Haman, were slain in the capital of Shushan alone. Despite the triumph, the Jews did not touch any spoils in accordance, in accordance with Mordechai's hint. When this report of the battle in this capital was brought before the king, he expressed his surprise to Esther. The Jews have, have slain 500 men in Shushan along with the 10 sons of Haman. I never realized that there were so many violent anti-Semites right here in the capital. Now, I can imagine how many there must have been in other parts of the kingdom and, and what danger your people were faced with. Tell me what else you request, for it shall be granted. If it please the king, replied Esther, a powerful example must be set in Shushan to frighten the enemies of Jewry throughout the realm. Today my people have subdued their antagonists in the capital, including Haman's sons. Let tomorrow be given to them to eliminate their enemies in the residential city of Haman, of Shushan, adjoining the capital. And let permission be granted to hang the bodies of Haman's ten sons. Shalom.